Well, good morning, Tim. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I don't mean to sandbag you here, but I know you have thoughts on this, and I'm interested in what they are. The, the huge story that broke overnight, and I know you approach this from the same place I do, a Christian, someone who is very much pro-life. Uh, your thoughts on this leaked report, uh, a Supreme Court ruling that we evidently are going to get here in a few weeks uh, that would overturn the Roe versus Wade decision. Any thoughts you have on that? Oh, sure. I mean, like everyone, I was so excited to hear the news that this was going to happen. And, you know, we hope that it still does. Um, after all this years of bad news, this is encouraging that we still value life in this nation. But as far as the leak goes, um, I have some thoughts on that. One of the things that concerns me, you know, first, we don't say it's a tip. We say it's a leak. So mm-hmm. it makes it sound like we're doing something back in back dark closets and that they can undo this. But for me, I, I look at it and I say, you know, for the Democrats, what a time for this to be leaked when they need to get Democrats to the polls this election in, um, in November. This is going to fire up their base because they're not going to be happy about it. And it also gives them an excuse for violence, you know, and protests. And we've learned in the last three years that it doesn't take much to set up a protest in this country. Um, I remember uh, <clears throat> I was fortunate to listen to Antonin Scalia speak at the Naval War College in 2013. And he touched this issue, but others. He's never wanted the Supreme Court to take moral or cultural issues before it because, you know, they make laws. And he says, you know, those laws stand for a long time, but cultures and, and people's morals can change. And he always felt these should be pushed down to the states. So if he was with us right now, I'm sure he'd be very excited, just not for the overturning of it, but for pushing it back down to the states and and getting the court out of that issue. You know, again, to, 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 to delve just a little deeper, and, and I know you and I both people of faith here, you just mentioned, well, well, this will gin up the turnout for the Democrats in November, which, by the way, the ruling probably would have done anyway, irrespective of the leak or the tip, as you call it. What does that say about us, that, that half the country is going to be motivated to cast a ballot based on the legalization of the ending of life in a mother's womb. I'm with you. It's horrifying, and it has been. That's why it's been such a strong issue for our party uh, since the 70s. So it's immoral. Um, Then you have the harvesting of fetal tissue, too. A lot of these abortions are done at the final day, not because the mother changed their mind, but because they're selling that baby by the pound to a lab. So all of this is horrific. So Uh, This is a ray of sunshine. I'm embracing it. It's firing me up. And uh, it's giving me confidence, again, that we might still be a moral society, at least half of us. But at the end, our argument may win. Uh, Mitch Swan, candidate for Congress, uh, Georgia 10, heading down the home stretch here. The early voting that began yesterday, three weeks away from primary election day. You heard Mike Collins there, and I know you've run into him in a number of these forums and elsewhere on the campaign trail. He and others uh, are out there banging the drum about the stolen election of 2020. Uh, Does it concern you at all? I know you have thoughts on what happened in in that election. Does it concern you at all that that, that he and maybe you and other Republicans, uh, too much time looking in the rear view and not enough looking through the windshield? Well, it is, right? So we want that resolved, and um, but that can't be what we're running on right now. You know, uh, the, the day for that to be investigated, we just want to know that our elections are secure going forward. But, you know, I think for me, that, that is a symptom of the um, loss of integrity across the whole of government, though. You know, people say, well, I don't trust the elections. Listen, I got questions about COVID, the COVID vaccine, Benghazi, uh, the weaponization of the IRS. 
uh, the DOJ, the FBI. I mean, look at these investigations now in the um, Steele dossier and Russiagate. There's, and you watch what, look, look what's happening in our school system with this woke culture. I mean, I've lost confidence across the whole of government. And, um, and so uh, that's something that I'm trying to run on, where we need to get back to having a nation that is run by integrity, uh, as Thomas Jefferson wanted. He wanted our nation to be so moral that our leaders and government would be held to the same standard as the citizens. And we don't do that anymore. So they're all concerns to me, Tim. There, there was a time, to go, and you mentioned history, uh, Colonel Mitch Swan running for, for Congress here, was a time when it wouldn't have mattered quite so much who my congressman was, who my governor was, who my president is. Those things uh, seem to be paramount now in so many of our minds, and it speaks to what you were just talking about, that A, a government that, that is increasingly dysfunctional, but also a government that is somehow at the same time increasingly powerful. What can we do to mitigate the impact of government on my day-to-day life? All right, so I'm going to share a principle with you that I've been sharing on the campaign trail. It's from Ben Franklin, and he wrote these words. He said, to put forth benefit for the common good is divine. And the reason I point that out, there was a time when we always passed laws and had arguments. We agreed on problems. We disagreed on solutions, but we always tried to solve the problem for the common good, the most people. So we don't do that anymore, right? We're an exceptional nation being run by unexceptional people. So if we look at, like, say, Leah Thomas, the swimmer for UPenn, you know, everyone is applauding his ability to go out there and compete against girls. But no one thinks about the other 40 swimmers and divers on that team that are biological females sharing a locker room with him. And they're uncomfortable about it. And we're like, hey, you've just got to live with that solution. Right. We do lockdowns now because, you know, we shut down all the small businesses and the churches because, you know, it just saves one life. You know, in the military, we don't make decisions that that save just one life. We make decisions in combat that will save the most lives. And sometimes we have to leave um, a few guys back so that others can shift and move. And we may lose them. But we do that for the common good. So I think. To your point, yes, in the past, we didn't really affect our lives because we're like, hey, you know, as a general rule, everyone in Washington is looking is going to selfishly make decisions for the common good. And I don't feel that anymore. Mitch Swan, candidate for Congress, as we say, uh, three weeks away from Election Day, the early voting that started yesterday, ongoing today. Uh, the process question here, there's a conventional wisdom that Mike Collins is, is a front runner. Some question about who might get into a runoff with them. You have any sense of where you are and what you might be able to accomplish over the next three weeks? Because it's not just about getting to Election Day. Every day is Election Day now. Every day is Election Day. My wife and I voted yesterday, and we're encouraging others to get out and do the same. So... Yeah, certainly they're front runners. But you know that what determines the front runners right now? A lot of times is number of signs, um, cash on hand. You know, we have enough cash to clear this thing, pay all the bills, and so forth. So, um, but you know, money and signs and flyers. You know, they don't give a person wisdom. They don't increase their their breadth of experience. And I'll say that when I speak in rooms with the other candidates. Um, Oftentimes, people see that I have a spectrum of knowledge and experience that exceeds theirs. You know, the other day we had a debate, and one of the things that just infuriated me was some of the questions. You know, we, we got off topic. We're talking about, uh, you know, the shortage of airline pilots, and every candidate was piling in on how we could fix that. 
And I thought, that does nothing for the families in the 10th District. You know, we have a shortage of law enforcement right now in the 10th District. (laughs) We have rising crime in the district. Can we talk about that? We had a negative GDP this first quarter um, in our economy. Life's become unaffordable for everyone, not just for buying houses, but buying gasoline and, and food. How do we fix those things, guys? And Colonel Swan would say, vote for Mitch Swan for Congress. we got to leave it there. Colonel Swan, that's with one in, ColonelSwanForCongress.com, the website, Mitch Swan, candidate in Georgia. Best of luck out there. See you Saturday, I think, up in Jefferson in that Jackson County Forum. Appreciate your time this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.